and welcome. You have found yourself at the Monkey Magic Podcast, a light-hearted and affectionate look back at the classic TV series Monkey, produced by Nippon TV and adapted from the classic Chinese novel Journey to the West. This podcast will take a nostalgic look back at this morals-infused adventure and consider what lessons we could learn for the 21st century. My name is JP. In this week's episode, a village headman and his wife grieve for their beautiful daughter, Hymen, who disappeared a year ago. Lecherous Pigsy offers to go and look for her. He finds a slug monster who says he is Hymen's reluctant husband and tells Pigsy he can have her. Pigsy disguises himself as the slug monster and goes to live with the selfish Hymen. How long will it be before she discovers he's not her slimy husband? Welcome to the Monkey Magic Podcast with me, your host, Jamie. Hello and welcome to the Monkey Magic Podcast. This week, episode 13, The Minx and the Slug. A reminder, as always, this review will be spoiler heavy. So if you have not watched this episode, go and watch it, then come back and join us. Well, episode 13, so we're halfway through the series here. What's going on in this one? We meet the the team who are already staying with the headman of the village. So him and his wife, I was just saying the tagline there, they're grieving because their daughter's been kidnapped. She went out praying and then she's been captured. But they they do still think she's alive because they've heard her singing. Not quite explained how that's possible, but just let, let's just run with it. What I suppose triggers this episode is really the father. He gives a flyaway comment saying he will give his daughter's hand in marriage as to whoever brings back. So, almost like saying, well, her opinion is no important, right? I'll, I'll decide, that, like, if you're if you're going to get married, right? So, mind you, this is you know prehistory, right? So, could very well be the person that, of course, is going to be right up for that is our old friend Pigsy. Because he know what she looks like. But, hey, he's up for it. But, hey, it's a good point, and that's probably one of the, the key themes of this episode. Pigsy does explain. He says, what, what does she look like? Is she beautiful? I'm only asking because before I go and rescue her, I don't want her to look like a crow's armpit. So, it's, it's a wee bit uncalled for, but... We can see where he's coming from. So, like, his beauty is the important bit, right? It's pretty privilege, right? So, if if she's got pretty privilege, he's gonna he's gonna risk his neck for her, and that's something I think even in the in the modern world, right? All this special privileges, and you know that, but no one ever talks about should we doing some equalization for for prettiness. Uh, the amount of pretty CEOs 
needs to come down. There needs to be some right ugly ones in there, you know? Anyway, so Pigsy's off out to the rescuer for his own reasons, right? He's kind of selling it to himself because he should be the one to go because he's the most handsome. He's a bit of a narcissist, uh, this uh, Pigsy. There's a bit of insult trading goes on amongst Monkey, Sandy and Pigsy. Eventually, Trippy Taka has to step in and say, hey, stop this. Take time out. Okay, Pigsy, you can go. Thanks very much, boss. So he's out looking for the girl. And he, he's, you can almost get in his head. He's just wondering how great it will be when he finds her. He's basically just horny, right? He isn't he really looking where he's going. So he's a bit consumed. Slips on a wet rock. And he's busts his nose. Now, this could be an allegory for plastic surgery. It ties in with a pretty privileged theme, right? The others, because Pigsy's been gone for a while now, are a wee bit worried about him. But Monkey's he's like, he'll be all right. He's like, he's pigging and he'll be fine. Meanwhile, Pigsy is out searching for this woman. But he sees a monster washing clothes down by the river. And sure enough, that turns out to be the slug monster of the title. The minx and the slug. This is the slug monster. Even slug monsters can't spit at the sight of me with impunity. How do I know I'm a slug monster? Because you're all slimy. This is the guy that's married to the minx. This one that Pigsy's trying to find. The slug monster's got a good line though. He says, I've crawled all over the world, but you are the ugliest pig of all. He just gives it to you straight. Right, yeah, there's no sugarcoating that, eh? Pigsy tells him, you oh, listen, I was only coming here to try and rescue this girl. And much to his surprise, the slug monster's saying, you can totally have her. Like, you're joking. Brilliant. He's happy with that. But the slug says, hang on, no, there is something I've got to have to tell you. You don't think it's going to be as easy as that? Mm-hmm. You've got a problem, I'm afraid, though. Hyming only likes males that are very good-looking. Why should that be a problem? Hyman, she only likes handsome men. So he's pretty much saying she's a bit, you know, she's she's choosy, right? And I think the way he's kind of coming around with it, he's pretty much indirectly saying she's not going to like you. And just in case there was any moment of maybe that's no way men, he follows it up with, you are truly ugly. Forgive the rudeness, but you are absolutely revolting, deformed and repellent. So, he did say forgive the rudeness, but he's pretty much saying, you're horrible. And this is coming from a slug. Give me a break. Pigsy's a bit rocked by this, but he's going, well, okay, I've got an idea. I'll disguise myself as the slug. And that would work fine. However, he tripped over earlier and he bust his nose. And his nose is no, no changing, right? So he's still got this pig nose. So when he does return to Hyman, and she's, oh, great to see you. <sighs> what is wrong with your voice and your nose is up too? It's horse with my desire, I should think. And then she's saying, oh, my, my hip is sore. Can, can you give me a massage? Oh, all these Christmases have come at, all at once. So yes, he is. 
yeah, absolutely, I can help you. But he could give him a bit of a rough massage, and she's like, hang on a minute. What, what, your voice is not the same. You're awfully rough. <laughs> Keep your hands to yourself while it's still broad daylight. And what, what have happened to my washing? Oh, shoot, I forgot all about that. You left my best dresses at the stream? That's what the, the slug was doing back at the river. Right, so he runs back to the river to get the clothes. And, you know, Pigsy being Pigsy, he's ripped one of the dresses. Like, how much did that cost her? Damn! Maybe you can get it repaired and it will only be obvious. But where? Where are you going to get a seamstress this time of night? Maybe you can put it to the bottom of the pile and it just isn't, isn't he noticed. And then when it eventually comes out, oh, maybe, you know, it's, it's, like, this is in the river too, right? It's not as if it's, you can blame the washing machine or something like that. Maybe she'll not see it. But she does see it. And she's furious. Punishes him, right? By making him grind rice all night. I don't really know what that is, but that's what it is. Here's one of the... This, this is why she's a minx. She threatens him. If he's not going to do it, she's going to threaten him with salt. A few grains of salt on you and you'll shrivel and die, you slug. You want me to do it? And, you know, if she's... If you know that, right? If you sprinkle salt on a slug, it's gonna die. So she's pretty evil, right? She's she's a, she's not just a minx. She's like horrible. She you'd think butter wouldn't melt in her mouth, but she's prepared to. If you didn't grind that rice and you rip my dress, I'm gonna kill you. How is that for an overreaction? Anyway, Monkey and Sandy are out looking for Pigsy. Where is he? Where is he? They find his muckrake and think he's never going to leave that, right? So he must be dead. They eventually arrive at the cave and find Pigsy. But he's still, remember, disguised as the slug and he's sleeping. So Monkey doesn't recognise it's Pigsy. He thinks it's the slug. He pokes, pokes him in the head and says, Hey! Did you kill Pigsy, our friend? And this causes a bit of noise. So Hyman comes out and says, Hey, what's going on here? Monkey says, Oh, we are here to rescue you. Like, rescue this monster. Pigsy's gone, what? Changes back to his normal self. But here's the thing. Monkey reckons... It's a trick. That is a good point. They, they probably should have done that in another episode. Because there's quite a lot of times where uh, Monkey in particular changes. But there's also been other times where Pigsy and Sandy have changed. Where they don't ever leave open the possibility that actually is it a double bluff. Anyway, this continues. Hyman is distraught. Is it my husband or not? And how, how is she going to tell if it is? She sprinkles salt on him. She knows this is going to kill him. This is a wee bit like... You know the way you used to, they used to tell if someone was a witch in the Middle Ages? You know, they threw her in the river if she drowned and she wasn't a witch. If she kind of floated up and then she was. Or, you know, that kind of thing where it's... Well, she's going to tell if it's if it's her husband or not by throwing salt at him. I mean, get 
get out of town. Naturally, of course, it's Pigsy and he's no bothered with soap, right? So. Meanwhile, back at the village, Tripitaka's upset because he, he thinks, oh, have they left this hymen with, with a slug? And the, his, the, her parents are agreeing, like, how on earth would you want to be with this monster, this slug monster? Well, who overhears this? Sandy, who, you know, he's, he's got a good point. He's saying, actually, um, just a word in your ear, Trippy Tucker. Monkey, Pixie and Sandy. Or have you forgotten? We were once monsters. That's not the point what you were. Isn't it? When we're supposed to be Buddhists. Like, we were monsters once. And the way you're kind of talking about this slug is like, come on. Are you not meant to be a Buddhist? All right. Wee bit of precious awareness for Tripitaka there. That's true. Yeah, that is wrong. It was wrong he called the slug monster disgusting. Anyway, the parents say, hang on. Like, whatever is your nuances of language, it's irrelevant. Let's just see if we can get her back. But Monkey's not up for it. He's like, nah, she's happy with this slug. Like, nah, leave her. And Trippy, again, Mr. Goody Two-Shoes, is like, no, no, you will be doing it. Because I'll be using the Headache Sutra. <laughs> so, I get some, like, for a Buddhist priest, he's a bit of a bully, right? And, but, like, clearly it's agony. So there's not really not much choice. All right, okay, I'll go and get her. So he flies off on his little cloud and he sees a tent, a slug and a baby. The slug is preparing lunch and then Hyman sees him and notices the baby. Ah, <gasps> I mean... Just where did you get a little slug? Um, well, it's a long story. It would have to be, he's quite old. I always knew you were a philandering worm. A slug, really? We see Hyman and the slug having a, a chat. Hang on, where's this little slug? And he's going, oh, hang on a minute, it's a bit of a long story. What? He's, he's having an affair. Or is he? That was a wee bit unclear. But slug's wife and two more children come out of a tent. Ah, uh, he's, he's, what is it? It's, it's bigamy. He's been married twice. So he's married to this high man. She's like the kind of bit on the side though, really, right? But he's he's got his main wife and kids who are also slugs, so there's probably a bit more in common there. It's like she was just maybe a bit of bit of a flight of fancy. It's not true! You don't really have two wives! Oh you cheating horrid slug! I'm a big of a slug, we often are. I don't know how he kept the two of them in different worlds, though. That's not really adequately explained. And Hyman is like, she's can't kind of believe it. What's her reaction to this? Well, we've seen it before. Like, she's not someone to be messed around with. She's producing salt. She's going to kill this whole family. And it, his parents want her back. They should be sending her to jail. Monkey does arrive just in time, and he grabs Hyman. He, he warns the slug, just leave these humans alone. The slug's gone. You can have her. She's a nightmare. 
I want to just go back to my wife. Let's hope his wife is understanding. And she's, does she know about this hymen? Like, maybe, maybe, least said the better, maybe, I don't know, right? But anyway, he's quite happy just to go back to the wife and kids, which was probably always going to happen, to be honest, right? Okay, she's, she's no happy, Pyman, but okay. The narrator jumps in and says, There are no chains like hate, said the Buddha, no flame like passion. Desire is a raging torrent, and illusion is the net. A fight ensues. There is salt getting spread everywhere. They're covered in salt. Basically a bit of a mess. And at the end of this, right, can you believe it? Hyman has now changed her mind, and she wants to go back to the slug. What? I gave him the best days of my life. And he deserted you. No, I love my little Slugsley. I know he slubbers. He was always so nice and soft and sluggardly. But he's a bigamist. So, so tell me, uh, why, why do you think it's a good idea to go back to that abusive relationship? Oh, I love my little Slugsy. Like, what? Get out of town. He's a bigamist. Right, I mean, like it's the same one. You even see people that like they're they're staying with like abusive partners that knock them about. Ah, but I love them and all this kind of stuff. It it's mental. She's wanting to go back to the slug, and like her dad is like, no chance, no chance. This is the guy that's promised to marry her off, so he's no really an angel either, right? But hey, Tripitaka, can you go and talk to her? So Tripitaka, goody two-shoes, is compliant. Yeah, I will pray for her. But here's the little plot twist. Hyman is sort of now saying, yeah, I didn't really want the slug monster anymore. But do you know who I do want? Tripitaka, it's you who changed it. Love me and be my husband. Tripitaka. What? No, I'm a Buddhist priest. I've got vows. But she is relentless. No, I'm right up for you. Right up for you. So Tripitaka's like right run away from her. But she's like, she's she's touching him up. Like, come on. It would be like uh, Tripitaka would be doing like a me too. Right? If it was was a smartphone era. Come on, pilgrims. We, We need to go. We need to go. Quick, quick. Get up. What time is this? Monkey's saying. And all that. No, no, we need to go. We need to go. We need to go. Quick, get that horse. Right, let's get out of here. Hyman is still pursuing Tripitaka. But Monkey says, hang on, let's just gear our Tripitaka scarecrow. She'll stop at that and that'll give us time to escape. I did wonder at the time. Yeah, Tripitaka, like, I mean, he's, he's, he's running like hell from her because she's shown a bit of interest. And... Maybe not that surprising because she's a murderess, right? But would it have done him a lot of harm just to have kind of had a little dalliance with her? Oh, but then it's a bit risky because then you've got, like, complications. So maybe it's just better just to leave it, right? And she's changed her mind half a, half a dozen times in the whole episode. So 
she's probably a bit of a bunny boil, right? So what was the episode about? I think the main thing this week was Monkey's warning to us about the danger of too much salt in your diet. It's reckoned that too much salt, as we know, it's like sodium chloride and doesn't go well with slugs. But even in humans, it can lead to high blood pressure, heart disease and sometimes stroke. It's reckoned that in the US, most Americans consume one and a half teaspoons of salt every day. That's far more than our bodies require. Yet Monkey and the the minks here were putting it straight up in black and white. Or mostly white, because salt is white. Reduce salt. Yep. I got that clearly coming through. Thanks for the tip. Original transmission in the UK, that was the 29th February, the leap year, 1980. In Japan, it was the 24th of December, 1978, Christmas Eve. And in Australia, it was the 25th of May, 1981. Let's all make friends again. We think we earn what we have, but it is a gift. What did we do to earn the gift of life? Join us next week for episode 14, which is intriguingly called Catfish, Saint and the Shape Changer. Speak to you then. listening to the Monkey Magic Podcast, an affectionate look back at the iconic Japanese TV series Monkey. Monkey is available on Blu-ray and DVD from Fabulous Films and will be coming to a streaming service to you soon. Meantime, please like, share and if you have any comments, we'd love to hear from you at monkeymagicpodcast at gmail.com. Dot com. So we had communication this week from, again, uh, Zidane, who I actually got it wrong the last time. It's actually Mac Zidane, uh, as I, I sort of thought it wasn't going to be Zinedine Zidane that used to play for France. Anyway, Mac Zidane writes to say, I listened with joy to episode 12 where Pigsy finally gets the girl, even though she's a vampire. 
because it seems like he tries every week and he's getting knockbacks. Yeah, that's that's right, um, Maxidan. So probably the lesson in that there for us is what Pigsy does have is persistence. So he's not just like thrown in the towel at the first uh, bout. He's like, no, I'm going to keep trying. And it's like everything in life. The more you try, eventually you're going to get a bit of luck eventually. Right? So I think that's really what it is. It's just a wee bit unfortunate that eventually the one he's cracking out now happens to be a vampire. Uh, the other thing, of course, which helped him in that situation is, well, it's it's good old-fashioned jealousy, wasn't it? So the Queen was really wanting to make the King jealous. So Pigsy was just in the right place at the right time. So that's, again, sometimes just keep keep chapping on the door and eventually one will open. But there you go. Everyone loves a trier. Great to hear from you. My name's JP. Thanks for listening.